I'm Emma G. Rose. I'm Shell Shearer. We're indie authors. And this is Indie Book Talk. Hello and welcome back to Indie Book Talk. Today we have Andrew Dean, an indie filmmaker and author of the novel Surfacing. We are very curious to talk to Andrew today because He was a filmmaker, and now he's an author. And this seems like backwards to me because all the authors I know really want their books to be turned into movies. So, Andrew, what brought you from the filmmaker world to the book writing world? I guess the easiest answer for me would be just the the workload. (laughs) It is (laughs) It is a ton of work to make. There's a saying like, it's easy to make a movie. It's it's hard to make a good movie. But it definitely takes a village of people to accomplish it. Things move entirely way too slow for me. I'm a very anxious person. So it takes it can take 12 hours to shoot two pages on a script uh, overnights. And, and I, I really just like moving at my own pace. I'm a, I, I write slowly, but I'm, I'm a fan of writing slowly, but really good stuff, if that makes sense. So yeah, that, that's my obvious answer is just the workload. But did you write the movies that you filmed as well? Yes, I did. Okay. So you kind of were the man of many hats. So you were doing all the work. Yeah, I took it from pen and paper, and then I I met a lot of really talented people that probably made me look better than I actually am. <laughs> but um, so I mean, visual people that are good at turning words into visuals. So, and that was fine. It's just the amount of pre production. Sometimes it it took us a year of pre production before we actually even filmed anything. And wow, uh, yeah, and that was all self self funded, of course, and. I was just extremely lucky with how it panned out in terms of getting bought and distributed and everything. I'm not sure that that would happen a second time. (laughs) (laughs) Are you an independent author or are you with a big publishing house? Oh yeah. Well, completely independent. So that, that prepared you because you have to do all your own funding and you still need a qualified team of people to make you look good. And I mean, you already have that concept in mind that you need your, your team of people and do a lot of the work for it. Oh, yeah. No, I've, I've got my camp of people. And then there's kind of a, another saying that somebody told me during my first film is that the second film is the hardest one. And I wasn't sh- sure what they meant until it came time to try and find the money to do the second one. And you're like, oh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have seven screenplays written, but wow. I am turning them all into books. Okay, so here we come to the meat of the subject. How do you take a screenplay and turn it into a book? Is there like a manual for this or do you just have to figure it out? Oh, well, it was it was actually really daunting because, I mean, I don't know. Have you ever looked at a, the format of a screenplay before? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so everything is very streamlined, action lines. 20 minutes on screen can be told in like a paragraph. So it was really rough for me to kind of be like, oh, now I have to elongate this one action line and describe stuff. And so that, that took me a while and learning all the formatting differences and whatnot. But what was great is that the screenplay is like the backbone of everything. So I had all the, you know, the, the story beats and everything there. And now it was just my job to try and expand and embellish and be able to put characters thoughts on paper. Cause Normally, actors don't want you to be like, here's what they're thinking. 
I guess that's kind of an insult for some reason, but <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different conversation that we don't get into, but <laughs> yeah. So I, the biggest thing was just trying to force myself to expand on things that were very crunched down in a screenplay format. All right. So you essentially have seven very well-written outlines. Yeah, that's correct. Yes. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Which are already great. You just got to give all the details because it wouldn't describe the room or any of that kind of thing for people. Exactly. Because, I mean, a lot of that is to be left to be left up to like production designers and other people that will decide that stuff for you. You still have a say, but it's kind of their job to take it and bring it back to you. So now it's now it's me just expanding it. So we've all seen films turned into books and how different they can be in book form because obviously a different media you don't have the visuals and the cues are you having to change anything significant in your screenplays to turn them into books like anything in regards to plot or how things work no i didn't none of the plot changed really all i did was i kind of i kind of flip-flopped where i put one flashback which I'm only fond of the flashback if it is necessary <laughs> just to kind of maybe tell something about the character that you're not going to learn in the present tense. So I kind of flip-flop that from the end to more of the beginning. And that was really it. Again, to go back to screenplay format, you know, you're, you're changing locations so quickly because if I'm writing how it's going to be edited on screen, I'm going back and forth between one location, every page. And I'm like, well, I can't, I probably shouldn't do that in a book format. People are going to get lost really easily. <laughs> so that was kind of, again, interesting, just telling everything in one location before I go to somewhere else. So I, again, I'm sure people trying to do the reverse of what I'm doing are having the similar struggle. <laughs> are you finding that the characters feel more real to you more immediate when you're able to write down everything that they're thinking or are you struggling to kind of pull that out i mean it, it was really fun actually to be able to be like well what what are these people thinking you know now that it's not left up to somebody else that i've never met before and then another thing is that a very last last minute edit before i sent it to get printed and everything was that I changed my main character from a guy to a woman. Oh, that's a, <laughs> oh. that's a big change. I agree. I constantly, and I don't know if we'll land on the same airstrip here with this, but I really found myself kind of like just bitching and moaning a lot about how women have been portrayed lately. And I feel like they've been kind of written a certain way. And I, I kind of miss Ellen Ripley from Alien or Sarah Connor, how it's just like, they're in the story, we're not going to pay attention to they're a woman, and they just do their thing, and that's why you like them. So I kind of, that's what I went for. I didn't shove it in anyone's face, and then it was just, you're going to either like her for her qualities that you read, or you're not, but not going to be decided just because of what her gender is, so... Did you have to change things other than pronouns? Like, did you change anything about the way she th thought or showed up in the world or how people responded to her? Or were you just like, nope, he, she, there we go, we're done? No, I mean, I, what was in it, when I read it, I was, I didn't, I didn't need to make the character like any more black for a better word. I didn't make them more dainty or girlish. The character was written, they're, they're very much acclimated to wildlife at a young age and a teenager, and they learn how to survive on their own. And 
I'm pretty sure there's a good deal of badass women out there that know how to survive if things got bad enough. Exactly. I didn't, uh, I didn't change it as a word of dialogue. I was like, it's a woman now and I don't see why that would be a problem. So interesting. Tell me what we, we've kind of been talking about this novel without knowing anything about it. So what is this screenplay that's been turned into a novel actually about? Well, it's worth mentioning. Like I'm a huge Tom Clancy fan. That's probably my favorite author and I've reread a ton of his stuff over time. So really what it dives into is the big kind of espionage conspiracy. And they're kind of a small splinter division of the CIA that basically goes after other Americans that have kind of gone against the country, like people selling secrets to line up their own pockets. So basically what they're doing, it's friendly fire. You know, they're taking out these people that are American citizens, but have kind of chosen a different path to basically betray the flag. And what happens is the veteran operative is getting really old and can't really operate on his own anymore. So it's decided he's going to get a partner and the most qualified person they happen to find happens to be a woman going through Ranger Academy, which I believe they've actually been able to do since 2019. And something like over 50 women have actually made it through. So, um, you know, they, they bring her to this secret division and she's kind of, she kind of has to say yes now that they've brought her there because, you know, you know too much and we can't just let you leave. Right. So, it's either yes or, well, you don't find your yeah, way home. Exactly. <laughs> yes. It's yes or you're buried in the hills. So then once she arrives, <laughs> the whole thing is basically they have to sell her on the idea of what she's going to be doing. And then they get wrapped up in this kind of this high speed operation that takes them into the Montana wilderness where they're going after a scientist and a governor so it's a big moral struggle, but then the two the two teammates learning to trust each other, kind of get each other out alive, and uh, they'll deal with the morality of it later. So are they both in it kind of pseudo against their will? I mean, yeah, once you're there, you don't. there's no option of doing it. Like it comes down from the top, and you either do it or we'll find somebody else who will, but it's very much do or die. So the veteran operative is already very cold and callous to the idea of having to kill fellow Americans. Whereas this new woman recruit is like, Oh, are you fucking serious? <laughs> <laughs> so, but then they could, you know, they kind of warm up to each other a little bit. And um, her skill set is very much not the one that he has. So they, they kind of balance each other out and then, you know, a little bit of the age difference. So now does this, first book surfacing you mentioned that there are seven screen plays in total and they're all going to be books are they continuations of this story or like something else entirely this one will probably be i have one that's written as a mini series for sure it's it's you know it'll have to be chopped up but this one i'm a huge fan of the one-off i love like just it's this one moment in time and that's it I think too many things have gotten like origin stories, you know what I mean? And like they'd lose their mystique because you didn't need to know these things. But I do have one that I actually, it, it is going to be a continuation and it's more so about the main older operative kind of retiring out of there and having to deal with sort of a mental breakdown of where he's now realizing everything that he's done through his career and trying to acclimate to his new settings outside of the division that he used to work at. So 
but other than that, I'm not a huge, not a huge sequel fan. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, some books do take it too far. Some books are much better as a standalone, just like let them have their one spotlight and be done. Exactly. And I mean, what was weird is when I wrote what I decided is going to be the sequel to this, it was just going to be its own kind of, kind of real realism sci-fi type of thing that takes place at Area 51. But I decided maybe I can retire this one character and he's going to go live kind of like a comfy security job were in area 51 and then i was like oh I'm gonna, you know just continue that so <laughs> i ended up liking that character more than i thought i would so have you done the whole visit to area 51 <laughs> no with, with the youtube videos i've seen like that <laughs> you get guns pulled on you out of nowhere so but that that's it's close to where i'm from i'm from arizona and nevada's not too far so have you been to area 51 shelly that sounds like a place you've been no, when we just recently went to Vegas, my husband suggested taking the tour up there because there's always like little <laughs> kitschy towns and shops you can go to. I'm like, no, I'm good. It's okay. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a there's a McDonald's that's shaped like a UFO. There's also an alien hotel. I mean, you can do the whole thing. <laughs> wow, sounds extremely tacky. It <laughs> but so. So I understand that you're now doing the authoring. Do you think the call of filmmaking will ever come back to you? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I just because I'm turning them into books, I'm not. I would never rule out being able to make another film again. As exhausting as it is, I mean, I would like to go back and with learning what I did, what not to do. I think is golden. So the next one that I'd wanted to do was actually what everybody's into right now is like you know the whole <laughs> serial mystery thriller type stuff. I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think I'd actually, I think I'd emailed you one of the, the short clip that we shot from it with the two guys on the porch. No, I, I'd love to do that one. That one's actually a lot less ambitious than what my first movie was, but yet it seems to be harder to fund. <laughs> so I was just wondering if maybe, you know, if one of the books really took off, if you'd be like, and now we're making the film. <laughs> oh yeah. I feel like, yeah, I wrote it. Then it turned into a book and then it's going back to a movie. So <laughs> I realize we also keep talking about your movie without ever saying the title of said movie. So maybe we should do that. What was the name of the movie? It's a conspiracy. <laughs> uh, yeah, the title of the movie was Fronteras, which is, you know, the Spanish for border. And yeah, we, we actually flew all my people to Tucson, Arizona and shot at the border on location. Yeah, there, there was no way to fake that. And it was during the uh, the Trump administration. So that was like the hot topic at the time. So we kind of had to strike while the iron was hot. Do you need like special permission to, to shoot at the border stuff? Or can you just do that? You can go to the border and do a you know a great deal. They're gonna they're gonna know you're there because when we were there, we had a bunch of BP jeeps and SUVs drive by. But I had been smart enough to call the station chief <laughs> and be like, "Hey, can we shoot here at this time?" And I gave him the exact everything, and he was like, "Yeah, that's fine. Just don't do anything stupid." And I was like, "Of course, <laughs> of course," and we and we didn't. So yeah, no. <laughs> Good, good advice for any shoot. Don't do anything stupid. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. They just drove by and left us alone. It was a good time. So do you have any advice for people who are trying to make this transition one way or another from screenplays to books or back again? Is there anything you would want to tell them? 
I mean, anyone that's aspiring to make, I guess, turn something into a movie is, I guess, pick something small. Apparently, I've been told that our my first movie was probably something that I shouldn't have accomplished until like my fifth movie. Oh, <laughs> it just because like we did it all on location and it's a bunch of locations, but that's that's because I was hometown turf and I I knew the city to do a lot of stuff for free. But I would say try to try to start small, maybe with limited amounts of locations and limited amount of actors. Gosh, I don't know. It's going to be a very a learning process. You're going to have to fall on your face a lot to learn what not to do. I could give you the best advice I could, and it might not even help. Film is definitely a different type of beast, but also books is its own its own set of headaches as well. What about writing screenplays? Anything people should maybe avoid or try to learn? There's a lot of great softwares out there that, you know, formats everything for you, which helped me. But again, I mean, it's it's going to be, God, I mean, the first few screenplays I wrote were just absolutely terrible. When I <laughs> go back and look at it and you're just like, what the hell was I thinking? Um, we all have those moments. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I could not hold down the backspace key long enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's just I guess getting comfortable being able to write bad stuff on your first draft and you know you're you're gonna you're gonna go back and comb through it and just swear silently at yourself. No, I don't really have any advice. You just kinda have to tackle it head on. But it's good if you have if you have a small small core of people that are passionate about the same thing, uh, particularly people that know how to work technological stuff that I don't. I'm very technologically inclined <laughs> or is it declined Which one? <laughs> not inclined okay well i'm also bad at word choice as you can tell so <laughs> that's a great quality in an author yeah exactly yeah no i was reading something the other day totally unrelated where like just every other word i was like my vocabulary is very limited <laughs> just looking at all the, i spent more time looking up what these words meant than reading the book so Okay, so that just doesn't sound like a fun book. <laughs> it's these books that they do where they turn Disney stories into like, what if this story had been altered? Have you seen those? Yeah, yeah. I'm reading the Beauty and the Beast one right now, and it's 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 interesting, but I'm not too much of a fan of the way it's written. But the story is good, if that makes sense. So yeah, you are completely indie publishing, so you don't have a publisher. You're just putting out this book all by yourself. That's correct. Okay. Do you have, did you hire a cover designer or anything like that? Or are you really doing it solo? My cinematographer, the guy who films all my stuff, I asked him if he'd be interested in tackling it and it was something new. So he was like, definitely. So we, those, I mean, the, the cover is like, you know, it's a real photo. We took it with an actor and we dressed him up and everything. And then we put the, put the font and everything else over it. But so, I mean, it's, it was kind of cool to kind of mix like, you know, photography with cover design, but again, you know, Photoshop and all that stuff is somebody else's realm. So <laughs> it was very, that, that part I collaborated on for sure. Awesome. I'm, I'm now looking up the cover. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. So it looks very CIA ish. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. So it's a little monochromatic. Neat. Okay. So if people want to, Follow up on the next, you know, six screenplay to book projects that you're going to be doing. <laughs> Where can they find you on the internet? Oh boy! Well, I'm I'm one of those n non social media people, 
So the the best thing is I have like my author profile on Amazon. If you find the book, you can follow me on there. And I have I have a few dates, well, loose dates of when when the next few titles should be coming out. My next one should be in the fall of this year, but it's not going to be the sequel to this one. I'm saving that one for early 2023. Yeah, I, I don't use Instagram or anything like that. So. So people just have to stalk your Amazon profile. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That would be my only method of contact. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being on the show, Andrew. It's been very interesting hearing about turning screen- screenplays into books. And we look forward to seeing the rest of them come out. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on. 